Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Sunday, January 28th. Yeah. This is kind of the new normal, possibly. Well, it's not that normal. Actually, this is our first Sunday one in a while. Oh, is it? We kept thinking we'd do Sunday. Oh, yeah. But then you were like, no, nah, it's my mom's secret uh, birthday yeah, or whatever. Yeah, well, to yeah. me, it was a secret. And then I don't know what the other one was, the rental or something. And so I kept pushing for Sunday because I'm like, it's Friday, long week, and then I'll sleep in or whatever. But I'm like, no, we're going to do this. And then last night I was here anyways, like I was at Godzilla with you. Did you do cinema last night? I did not. I was going to say, because your plan was to watch cinema. I'm like, yeah. you're crazy. You're going to be here till two in the morning and then come back. I know. That, and that's, this podcast is the only reason I didn't do cinema. If I'm being, well, and also I was feeling a little like, it was a long day. Like it was just a lot and I was a little groggy and whatever. And I think I, I wasn't sick, but like, I was just like, I don't know. There was something going on. Like I, I speculated to my sister while sitting next to her here last night that maybe it had been a sinus infection and her eyes bugged out like a cartoon cat. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not saying anyone said it was. I'm just saying like my nose kind of hurt and I don't know what that is. I'm not a doctor. It's just a little COVID. That's all. I See, that's the thing. Like I've had COVID and it's not, it's not great. But anyway, but like it's like it was nothing like that. Like I wasn't coughing, like sore throat or anything. And it was only on the right side. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Like one lymph node was like a little tender, but like not sick, sick. And well, I, I also didn't think you were going to make it through cinema because not to throw anybody under a bus. Yeah. But Nick was falling asleep during Godzilla. See, okay, here's the thing. I <laughs> thought that, but like he also has like not okay. a deviated septum, but like he has a breathing issue, and so. I'm not going to lie to you, because I was sitting right next to you, and then there was like... Don't want to make him feel bad. I just thought it was humorous that he was falling asleep during a Godzilla movie, I, oh. but now maybe I'm a monster for pointing out that I haven't could be either or. I, I sort of like hinted at that this morning where in my chat with our other friend, Nick, yeah. and I was like, I think uh, Nick was in and out of consciousness, but he didn't say anything to that comment, so I was like, okay, well, I don't want to, because I know he has, he does snore for a fact. This is all said with love. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure it was snoring. Oh, my God. And well, I mean, I was there and it was like killing me because I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to have. First of all, Josh was nice enough to not exactly save us seats. I might have given but... him the old like polite kind of shoulder hit. Oh, just no. like a little like. Oh, oh. No. And he didn't say, why did you hit me? So I thought maybe I, I woke him up. I honestly don't. Know I wish he was here. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's not. It was like a, I thought the movie was two and a half hours, but apparently it was just like two hours. Two? Yeah, yeah. So not that bad. I was like secondhand. Well, not embarrassment because, again, you know, we don't know. But I was just like, is is he asleep? Like, I can't even. There's not a ton of Godzilla action in that movie. Like, it's like really well done. Yeah, no, it's a good it's movie. Like but spread it's, out. Yeah, it's like a real movie, though. It's not like a Godzilla yeah. movie. Well, I, mean, I said, if it had been, and I love Godzilla, but if it had been a traditional Godzilla movie, it would have been 90 minutes. Yeah, with way more Godzilla. Like, way more Godzilla. Yeah. And this was two hours. I think it was like two hours and five with credits. Okay. Because it had character development. Right, you right. know, And, like, like, heavy drama at times and stuff. Yeah. And, like, twists and whatnot. And, and really good, like, working together characters. Like, we're doing our best. You know, we're trying to stop The Godzilla. climax was so good. What I thought was interesting, and you could probably say this about any monster movie or fantastical movie. If you took Godzilla out of that movie yeah. and just made it into a war movie, it would have been as good. Yeah. Like, if the climactic battle... Instead of being an airplane versus a Godzilla, if it had just been like a dogfight, like a bunch of airplanes. Yeah, and it was too, like, and I, I still don't fully get, there was like a bit with two ships having to mash together and like, and they had done like a thing with protractors or whatever it was. Planning. I think it was because they were encircling Godzilla. Okay. And the two ships came too close as they were 
completing the hula hoop. Okay. But like they were trying to mash together. They were trying to get as close as they way. could, I think. But yeah. not actually hit? Is that yeah. what it was? Okay. And then I was they like, missed by like a foot. Because I was like, is the plan to like <laughs> mash the ship? Like, I, I don't know. I'm no scientist. You know, I've yeah. never fought a Godzilla, but like, <laughs> I was like, did they mean to do this? So, but yeah, no, it was really good. And like, and yeah, anyways, like, so basically the thing was like, do I want to ride home directly to my home right now and to sleep and be here for the podcast the next morning? Or do I want to take the last bus at 1.30, get home at 2 if I'm lucky? That's not even going to happen. It'd be like 2.30. Yeah. And then come here looking like a bag of crap. Like I might already as it is, but still. <laughs> so partly for us, but partly also because like I had watched a movie at my friend's place for his birthday before I got here. Yeah. So it would have been four straight movies. That's why I was trying to pitch you to do this because then you could have had five movies in a day. <laughs> I know. And, and it, I don't know. It was, and, and cinema was cool. Like, I mean, I, I was aware of what it was and I did, I genuinely did want to stay. I've it, seen the cinema before. Okay. So, so that that's, helped in me not staying up super late. Yeah. I, I assumed Sam knew what it was. Cause like most of the, and the drag dragon cast was here oh, last yeah. night and like that, that was great. But like, I, he didn't really know what it was. So I was like hinting at it. And I thought it was a bit. And then when I, when I implied what it was, he was like, what? I love that uh, movie. And I was like, you don't know. And I was like, don't tell Lee. Like, should, was I not supposed to tell you? You're the star of that other film, you know? So, yeah. But the Drag Dragon, it was cool. My niece is in the final scene of that, and she just turned 18. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, a few days ago, so she was finally allowed to watch the movie. Like, my sister had seen it, but yeah, that was it. So, and then uh, a friend of mine from work, I brought him, and he brought his boyfriend, and I, I like, saved them the love seat, because, you know, I really like first-timers enjoying the yeah. best. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The best experience, <laughs> you know? It was a lot of fun. Like, I, I really did have a good time, but as I was about, like, midway through it, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, there was parts in Godzilla where I was kind of like... This is going to be a long night. Like, yeah. it, it was a good movie, but I was like, it's a lot of sitting. And it's a like, real movie. Yeah, yeah. and it Just and it I, has a Godzilla in it. And I have long legs, and like that spot that you have behind there, it's oh, like, yeah. it's, luckily there was a guy, there was a space between me and the guy next to me, so I was able to like pivot my leg, and it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it was just, I was like, wow, I guess I'm, I used to having a little more leg room because I'm a freak of nature here. Yeah, because you had texted me. I worked the matinee rental. It was a birthday party for some kids. Oh. And then I wanted to watch Godzilla, but Christy was working the manager shift. And mm. I said, I'll stick around and help you zap in tickets because we had a hundred pre-sale tickets. Yeah, and you were very professional about it, by the way. I have to point out, like you were on it, opening on that it. other door. Yeah, He's got yeah. a zappy thing. He's like all business. <laughs> and it was after that, because I stuck around just in case, because Drag Dragon was busy, just not as busy as Godzilla. Godzilla was packed. Yeah, it was crazy. And we always get that. I get so mad at these folks. <laughs> They're just asking a question, but it's said with the tone of, oh, you never have people who come to your cinema. There's only going to be eight people there, right? Yeah. It was a dad and two kids, and the dad said, how many people are going to be tonight? And I said, oh, it's going to be packed. For Godzilla? For Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And he looked really disappointed. <laughs> and I was like, what? okay, I get it. You like to have the place to yourself, but you know we got to pay the bills, right? You know, so it's funny. It's people, because yeah, we do have screenings where it's 10 people. But on a Saturday night for a Godzilla movie at the Mayfair, first time we're screening it, I had a feeling it was going to be packed, but it was packed. Yeah, like it was, especially for a multi-hour foreign film, you know, yeah. like, but I mean, it's got Godzilla's Godzilla, obviously, but it was so cool to see how busy it was. And so it was during Drag Dragon, and I stuck around to do the same thing. For that movie, we had like 40 pre-sale tickets, but a lot of people get in for free because all the cast and crew and stuff was here. Yeah, and we didn't feel bad about that. No, no. <laughs> but at one point, someone came in and said, oh, this is weird. 
I just finished listening to the latest podcast, and you were talking to some of your castmates yeah, in yeah. Drag Dragon. In the far corner of the yeah. front doors, basically. And you could see that she was actually just flummoxed, just for a second. Yeah. And then you said, oh, and there's Josh. And I said, oh, hi. Even better. I was like, oh, and Josh is around here somewhere because I forgot you were literally right there, like yeah. six feet away. And you were like, hello. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be really trippy for you right now. It was the smallest bit of fame we get. That's the first time that. that I've been there for oh, one, really? though. Because, like, you always get those. I get it because I'll be working the box office yeah. or doing something like that. I've never, like, face-to-face been spoken to by someone. Like, there was one time I was in the box office leaning over looking at the Lost and Found or something, and a guy said something about the podcast and then by the time I like looked up he was gone or it was a ghost I don't know <laughs> but the point is and so every other time you're always like people are always telling me yeah and so I hear about these things but I've never actually been in one and like it's funny because I'm not like I'm I'm like awkward with praise I yeah. guess in just in general you know and so like even like I started a new job recently and people are all like oh, good job or all this stuff and I'm just like yeah like I just <laughs> I'm just awkward you know so but it is fun because like we're just doing oh, god it's been almost eight years or something that we've yeah. been doing this it's like shocking so it, like it is fun i'm like oh yeah you know people are listening and like i really have a good time listening and i, I feel like it's a fun podcast so it's nice to hear no that. it is it's a very nice compliment it was at halloween a lady in the candy bar line in the crazy candy bar line for rocky horror <laughs> yeah heard me talking and said the same thing said oh i listen to the podcast it's really good and i i'm not good at Anything but a self-deprecating response, you know. <laughs> You're like, I suck. Yeah. But no, it's nice. Yeah, so we're in today. Uh, walk the puppy dog in. If you hear some crunching, I'm feeding her some bones. I like that you keep looking over at the Jar Jar Binks poster. Is what I hope you're looking at. I can't tell. Oh, no. I'm looking. Puppy's down here. Jar Jar's okay. over there. That's fair. Yeah. It's been a weird 24 hours for me, personally, I could say. So, yeah. But it's it's everything that I love about this place, you know. Like, seeing people have a good time and, like, Drag Dragon was like obviously not as raucous as the opening night when it was like packed and everyone was you know losing their minds and stuff like that. But it was my third time seeing it here, yeah. and every time it's it just works. Like by the end of the movie, like it's the goofy charm has worked on people. And my coworker loved it. He was like, "Yeah, that's my kind of movie," which was <laughs> great because I forgot afterwards that I was like, "Oh wait, I never asked if he what how he feels about like beheadings or gore." I mean, it's silly, but it's still like you know it's not for everyone. So that was that was awesome. Do you want to talk about the Oscars for a bit? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I do. Last year, we kind of went through it, like, clinically. And yeah, I thought no, that we, took up too much time. Yeah, that's... I mean, and most of the stuff this year is kind of what you'd expect, apart yeah. from that cage was snubbed. But, I mean, <laughs> like most years. <laughs> so, just kind of highlight reel it. Yeah. Actor in a lead role. It's one of those things. I got nothing against any of these gentlemen. Yeah. But it's Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, Killian Murphy, and Jeffrey Wright. My heart... Even though I haven't seen the movie yet, it's in the rotation. It's going to be here sooner or later. Yeah. I haven't seen American Fiction, but it would be great for Jeffrey Wright to get an award. He's always so great. Well, and even like Iron Claw, too. Like A lot of people were shocked Zac Efron didn't get anything. Yeah, and it, it comes to one of those things where if you look at it glass half full, isn't that just a nice statement that there's so many good movies yeah. that you can't fit them all in. It like, almost makes you want to do like a 10 for best actor, actress, you know, for once or something. Yeah. Cause say Zach Efron, what I say then jokingly is like, okay, then you have to tell one of these guys they're out. Yeah. And well, which one do you kick out? You're I, like, I don't know. Sorry, Killian Murphy, you were crap. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, uh, for him for sure. Like some people thought like, uh, I can't remember. Was it Domingo or the, or the Rustin? Was it Rustin? Yeah. Rustin. Coleman Domingo is definitely the, the least 
famous of these five for sure. Not to say undeserving, but no, just no. some people felt that, I think it was A24 that did Iron Claw, if I'm not mistaken. But okay, yeah. Some people felt they didn't do enough of a push in a for your consideration kind of thing. Right. But also, like, I mean, you could say anything. Like, who cares? It's, it's a high school... It's no different than voting for somebody in high school. Yeah. The most popular person might win. The most undeserved person might win. But I kind of just look at them as, you know, fun and hopefully a way to get the word out on movies. For sure. And, and as you said, like, they're all great performances. Yeah. Like, it's, you'd have to think Killian Murphy is the one to beat, probably. Just, like, he disappeared into that role. I mean. Yeah. But, I Paul mean. Paul Giamatti's so good in The Holdovers. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's amazing. And, like, I love Paul Giamatti, obviously. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, like all those guys. Like, it's. That's the thing. Like most of the nominees this year, I'm just like, I don't know. Exactly. There, there's <laughs> nobody who is like, what? So supporting actor, Sterling K. Brown, also for mm, American Fiction. Great guy. Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, and Mark Ruffalo. That's, like, I've heard on. Poor Things is amazing. Uh, or Poor Thing. I don't know if it's pluralized. Uh, poor Things. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I saw it. Nailed it the first time. Yeah. But, but again, like Robert Downey Jr. is going to be tough to beat. But I mean. I think it's going to Robert Downey Jr., but for... Canada's sweetheart, if I'm just voting to vote, I'm voting for Ryan Gosling. Yeah. He was so good. I know it's a comedy. I know it's based on a toy line. Sure. He was so good in that part. He, like, he totally is, but it almost feels like one of those awards where it's going to be, like, I don't know, the Academy. I don't want to cast aspersions here or whatever, but it almost makes me think of, like... You know, in the Grammys when Steely Dan had an album and then they won like 10 Grammys because the people voting for it have heard of Steely Dan. Like, not it's not the same thing at all, but just it makes me think like the Oscars are like, oh, we're the Oscars. Like, we got to give it to the prestige guy that everyone knows. Like, not this. uh, Well, like once upon a time, Barbie would not have gotten all these nominations. No, not at all. There was often the thing of a of a big hit. They would be like. Oh, you made your money. You don't need an award. Yeah, you can have like a, an effects or a sound design. Exactly. Or yeah. So we'll see. Robert Downey Jr. Also, I think it's almost a weird. He was great, but yeah. it's like, wow, you just did a decade as a superhero and did so well for the industry and did such a great job. Yeah. And now you've proven and reminded us that oh, you're an actor. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost he's kind of the easy choice, but not necessarily the one they'll actually pick. You never know. Yeah. Lead actress, Annette Bening, Lily Gladstone. The outlier is Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, right. Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, Emma Stone in Poor Things. And we played almost all of those, I think. Everything but Poor Things, which is on its way to us. And Annette Bening is up for that one with a shark in it. Yeah, there you go. But that's how I remembered it. When I saw the movie she was in, I was like, is that that one where Josh kept saying she's swimming and we believe there's a shark in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, so so far my pick is Annette Bening for shark movie, (laughs) I believe it's called. So I think this goes to Lily Gladstone. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I hope it does. Like, it it ought to. Yeah. And everyone's great. But yeah, I think Lily Gladstone's the one there. And Annette Bening's won before, has she not? Or am I I know she's been nominated. Yes. I'm not looking at the records now because I got too many things to look at, but I think she did. Yeah, so... Actress in a supporting role, Emily Blunt, Daniel Brooks, that's in The Color Purple, America Ferreira, Jodie Foster, and Devine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. Uh, oh. oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe Divine for The Holdovers? Yeah, that's that's tough. Like, I, I really need to see The Holdovers, my God. Yeah. I'm throwing myself off by not seeing half these I movies. I was just <laughs> chatting with Lee last night, and he's like, do we bring back The Holdovers? It's, it's great, but it's a Christmas movie. It's kind of weird to screen it in February, but I'm like, yeah. Well, I, I always say... Hey, Gremlins and Die Hard got released in the summer. Yeah, there's still so, snow outside. I mean, yeah. you know, just don't bring it back in March, and that, that'll be fun. Animated feature film, 
The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Across the Spider-Verse. I got, you know, with all due respect, Across the Spider-Verse just blew my mind. Like, I, I gotta such... go with Spider-Verse with no disrespect to any other film. It's so tough. It's so tough. Boy and the Heron is like the culmination of the most amazing <laughs> career in animated history and a beloved filmmaker in Miyazaki. And yeah. it's a great masterpiece. And Spider-Man is kind of <laughs> like the young punks doing this amazing thing. Yeah. So they have both won already. In Miyazaki has won an award, yeah. uh, an Oscar, and Spider-Man won for the first one. I thought you meant they've both won in a like in a oh. like where everyone's a winner, you know, like I mean spiritually that as well. or yeah. something. <laughs> okay, but yes, they've also literally won Oscars. And if you ask Lord and Miller, yeah, do you give you guys the award or Miyazaki? They would probably say, yeah, give it to Miyazaki. Certainly, which is why you should give them the award. The other way. three aren't going to win. Elemental. <laughs> Like that you've just thrown that down. You're like, this is a two-horse race. We don't care about the other. Nimona, I don't want to just plug a Netflix movie, is a Netflix movie, was so great. It was was really great. And yet... (laughs) And yet, I think it belongs to Boy and the Heron or Spider-Man. Whichever one of those wins, I'll be fine. It's like... To me, it's, I mean, I'll admit, I have not seen The Boy in the Heron, so it's totally... Oh, it's so good. I, my sister did invite me the one night, but I I had just got back from doing the podcast here. Yeah. And I was like, I, I gotta be honest, I don't, I don't want to go right back right now. I, I want to relax at home. But that having been said, like, just Spider-Verse was so... Just the amount of different types of animation they did in that movie. Oh, and, yeah. And, and the styles. Like, I, to me, like, that's why that was the best animated film. But, but again, I haven't seen the other one. I'm just... That's why I think if I'm really voting... And being a Vulcan about it and just being logical, it goes to Spider-Man. Yeah, like it just, I'd never seen a movie like that. And I've yeah. seen a few movies, like, you know. And again, vice versa. I think Miyazaki would be fine if he lost to Spider-Man. Oh, for sure. I, he so. probably loved, I, I'm sure <laughs> both those people love that. to Miyazaki in the crowd and he's like furious. Seriously, if he's even going, like, I don't know. Yeah. Does he care? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, cinematography, I think will go to, I think Oppenheimer's going to win all these awards, right? Probably, yeah. I think Oppenheimer for cinematography, costume design. That might go to Barbie. It could be Napoleon, too. Or Napoleon. Yeah, they might go. go yeah. Because they have a lot of costumes. Sometimes sometimes they're just like mathematical. Like, oh, you made 8,000 costumes? Yeah. That's why I always get mad when somebody wins the best makeup award, even if it's great, but it's one person in great makeup versus like a Star Wars or a Star Trek movie. Yeah. And I'm like... They did a whole bunch of makeup. You did a guy's nose. You're still mad about Darkest Hour. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was that one. Directing. We've got Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest. I think Oppenheimer, right? I think. Yeah, it's, it's so tough. And, and I mean, obviously, I guess we should touch on the controversy of Barbie not being up for best directing or yeah. actress. But I mean, it's like... As you kind of said earlier, like, who do you take out? It is. And it's, I would have loved her in there. It's nice that it's a little bit, you've got Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall, which are kind of smaller films, even poor things. And then kind of two big kind of mainstream ones with Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's tough. That's why I do not like awards. I know. That's why I do not like, because, and the controversy is, oh, this means Barbie's not good. I'm like, no, Barbie made a billion dollars and everyone loved it. And it's up for a bunch of Oscars. So... I hate the negativity that awards make because mm-hmm. what it is trying to do is going yay for our industry. But instead, like, has there been a year where people aren't mad about a snubbing <laughs> ever? No, not like, really. I think this is one of the first years where it's, I mean, apart from the complaints about Barbie, it's almost like 
critic proof, like not literal critics, but just the average person, you know, because there's no one in there who's not deserving. Well, and we are better this year than what was it? Six, seven years ago. What, the, the white When it year? was every white person was nominated. <laughs> so this year we have people of color. We have like a lot of foreign films, a lot of foreign films, yeah. indigenous. We have a lot of women nominated in various categories. Mm-hmm. First native woman up for uh, yeah. best actress. So know? it should be more. It always nice to be more. But yeah, that's what I hate about awards. But yeah. it is good to point it out. But Barbie got a lot of award nominations. I love Barbie. Barbie might be my favorite movie of the year. I was just saying yeah. that it was the cliche for me that like I laughed, I cried, I sang the song on the way out. Like yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my pick is, but I, I mean, there's I still have to catch up on so many heavy hitters <laughs> this year. So we're gonna completely pass over documentary, feature film, and short film because I've seen none of them. Nice. Yeah, I, and I don't know. No ill will, but just missed out on that as often is the category if you're playing a game and trying to win, you're just guessing on those ones. Yeah, Free Solo won it again this year, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> film editing is always interesting. I think more action movies should be in the film editing category. Yeah. Because it's stuff like The Holdovers. I love The Holdovers, but it's kind of a character piece of people hanging out in a school. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Josh. So again, I think maybe Oppenheimer gets this one. Yeah, well, uh, that's true because or maybe I, the Killers editing, of the Flower Moon because it's long. That's <laughs> honestly probably one of those two because like the, I would I'm gonna have to say Oppenheimer because like just the dual narrative kind of thing they're doing in the back and forth. I mean the sound design in that was crazy too actually. Yeah, but. and Oppenheimer like told two stories and didn't get confusing. That I think that was the biggest work for an editor probably yeah but that but yeah like you said i mean cutting together a three and a half hour movie like out of uh, god what they must have shot like wasn't eight, there some rumor or... that originally it was five hours so like thelma shoemaker <laughs> had to get it down to like a tight three and a half hours yeah honestly like that and, and you're and you're you're cutting scorsese you know like, yeah. in a way like so it's those are the tough questions so, i mean i either of those could be great international feature film society of the snow is the only one we've played oh, yeah. but zone of interest is coming up yes so it... i don't have a great opinion on that one i'm afraid yeah yeah so you're leaning towards the one that we showed yeah basically. the one we screened <laughs> yeah you're... go society of snow that could be good yeah. and it didn't have a shark in it but i mean it's still a pretty good film <laughs> makeup and hairstyling golda maestro oppenheimer poor things and society of the snow golda was that the uh, one about, I uh, can't remember her name. But that was the one with Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, yes. Yeah, the yeah. political documentary. I totally forgot that was a movie, but that's... Um... That's an example of one <laughs> with the main character in a lot of makeup. Right, right. Yeah, so I, you know, that's that's tough. Maestro, don't want to throw it under a bus, but I'm like, I don't know if you did that much, Maestro. Did like, it? Yeah, I haven't seen it and it's funny like that bradley cooper's at the point in his career where it's almost like he's a shoe-in for awards like even before the movies are out you're kind of like oh maestro's the one to beat and you're like yeah. what well, it's not even out yet so it's weird that there's no like i'm trying to think of an example of something this year but there there is no planet of the apes type movie in right. this makeup hair category new one this year though so, yeah, so we know year. the upcoming oscars should have a planet of the apes related movie there music original score you've got Barbie for sure. Does Barbie have two in there? No. So this is Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Indiana Jones, and American Fiction. Some ah. some people were mad about Indiana Jones, and I'm like, it's John Williams. Oh, wait. Come on. Oh, it's score, not song. Score. Yeah, oh, my yeah, bad. Score. I thought you said Sorry. song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I might have said song. I mean score. All right. So you lied already. But... Ah. Oh, yeah. So you're going with John Williams, obviously. Also, Ludwig Gorsanson? I don't know. I've never had to say it out loud. Yeah. So... Lee's going to be torn because he did the music for Mando and Boba Fett. Is it Ludwig Gorenson? I'm thinking you're right. Lud- I... Ludwig Gorenson, yeah. Is it Gorenson or Gorenson? <laughs> I've never the looked next that close. 45 minutes. The, he's that got, guy. He's got an umlaut over the O. 
Oh, that, so that even throws it off more. Yeah. Okay. No. So, he, but we love him. <laughs> for the, the young punk, he yeah. might win for Oppenheimer. Okay. And that'd be cool because he did The Mandalorian, which I loved. And it was a good score, too. But Canadian content, mm. dearly departed Robbie Robertson of oh. the band, yeah. is nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon. He did the score? He did. Oh, my God. And so that might get him the award post- uh, po- yeah, posthumously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we shall see. I didn't even realize. That's crazy. That's a fun pairing. And it's a good score. That's a tough one. Yeah. Either Oppenheimer, I think, or Killers of the Flower Moon. Indiana Jones, people were mad about it, but I'm like, it's a really good score. Yeah. Like, and John Williams is 91 years old and has been nominated 50 times. Yeah, he's not going to care if he loses also. He doesn't have a good winning streak, though. It's so funny. He made fun of himself where he's, he's won five out of 50 that's not good odds. Yikes. Like, if you're a hockey team, five out of 50, that's not good. That was like that actress who's been nominated like 100 times. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if she's won at all. But, I mean, it must still be nice to be nominated. But, yeah, he's not going to be mad if he doesn't win at no. 91. He's no. just like, eh, I'm John Williams. Yeah, we're, we're done here. <laughs> so here's original song. It's two for Barbie. One is the Billie Eilish song. One okay. is the Ken song. So what I said made sense eventually. Yeah. Okay. One is award winner already from a previous year, John Baptiste for American Symphony. One for Killers of the Flower Moon, and one for this little movie that I had to look up called Flamin' Hot. Oh, it's a good movie. I want to watch that. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's <laughs> actually like, there is some controversy because after the fact, this is about the Flamin' Hot Doritos. And, yeah. And, uh, guy. Did they just make it up? Well, so it's like the guy who worked in the warehouse supposedly came up with the concept and brought it to HR or whatever, you know, and blah, 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 and it ended up being this big thing. Yeah. But supposedly he may have made up the story. Oh, or just, no. He had, a, he had <laughs> an inkling of an idea or whatever, you know. There's, yeah. But um, it was actually directed by Ava Longoria. Oh, that's why I know about it. I saw her plugging it on Colbert or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But, but it is like, you you will like it. Like, as a crowd pleaser, fun movie, yeah. it is great. Like, I'm not going to say it's 100% correct. Right, but right. But yeah, like, I really liked it, but there's some... Contra- I haven't really been, like, too vocal about that because a lot of people are kind of mad about the movie and the scenario. So that's... Know? This movie's one nomination is that. Dang. But I think the song... So here's the thing. Killers of the Flower Moon getting it would be great because it's an indigenous artist who did the song. Oh, yeah. It's called A Song for My People, so that would be cool. Yeah, I love that. I think it's going to be one of the Barbie songs. Probably. They don't usually let the funny song win. Like, years back, South Park was nominated. Yeah. And getting the nomination was the win. Like, that was the closest they were going to get. So I think even though Billie Eilish won a couple years ago for the James Bond song, I think she might win again for this song for Barbie. I would love if I'm just Ken one. I'm happy that I got nominated because it means we're going to get to see Ryan Gosling perform it live in front of an audience. True. So that's cool. But so I think I think it's going to be one of the Barbie songs, I believe. And Billie Eilish has a song that is on the latest True Detective starring Jodie Foster, who oh. is up for Best Actress. There so you there's your like connection there. Okay, let me go. So production design, Oppenheimer again, probably. Bra- oh, no, yeah. Barbie, Barbie. Ah, this is tough. <laughs> Those, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things. Whichever. <laughs> you're, see, all, you're all talented. Need to see Poor Things ASAP. Gonna pass over animated short. Because, <laughs> I like you were uh, like, we're not gonna go category by category here. So, <laughs> again, I'm sorry about this live action short filmmakers, but it's four smaller films and one directed by Wes Anderson. Ooh. So, but a lot of people know. are like, this could be Wes Anderson's 
first Oscar for this short. And it was a Netflix thing, I believe. Yeah. So weird that Netflix is doing shorts. Interesting. He did a couple, too. Like, I, for some reason, I didn't even know about that. Like, Emily mentioned it to me. And she's like, oh, you want to watch this? And blah, blah, blah. It's Wes Anderson. And I was like, okay, but why didn't you open with that? Like, what? There was yeah. like three or four uh, short films he did for Netflix. They were good. Sound. Oppenheimer, right? Oppenheimer, yeah. probably. It did have sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> visual effects. Of course, my heart is with Godzilla minus one mm. because it's the first Godzilla movie in 70 years to get an Oscar nomination. Wow, that's depressing. But its competition is The Creator, Guardians Volume 3, Mission Impossible, and Napoleon. Wait, was the only other Godzilla movie the original that got an Oscar nomination? Or what was the other one? No, you... it's no, no. This is the only one to get an Oscar nomination. Oh, it's nomination. never. They've never, yeah. ever, ever, ever received ever, one. Ever. Oh, my God. I thought you were like, oh, it's in 70 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah, so this is the first. So you got to give it to Godzilla. Yeah, come on. You got to give it to Godzilla. All he's done for us. That's cr- How did Shin Godzilla not get up for best foreign film? I know. See, we're getting better about both giving nominations to a nice diverse batch and more women. Yeah, and, and not enough Godzilla. Not enough Godzilla. And nominating <laughs> movies that wouldn't have gotten in there once upon a time. True. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Godzilla, you're going to hear about, but you're not going to hear about, you know, some of these other. I mean, we will because we yeah. play them, but, you know. Original screenplay. Past Lives, May, December, Maestro, Holdovers, Anatomy of a Fall. Holdovers was great. Anatomy of a Fall was this great thriller murder mystery. Past Lives, though, too. We were we played that for weeks. We did. We? That was really good. So, yeah. Any, That's tough. It's all good. A lot of Mayfair darlings in there. We are. We've done a really good job <laughs> about playing most of these movies. An adapted screenplay. This is really tough because it's Oppenheimer and Barbie are in there. And I think what they often do is they give one award to Best Picture and one award to Best Screenplay. Yeah. Years back, that was... The one I always remember is Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction was Best Picture, Best Screenplay. Right. And like a while back, it was like Sofia Coppola got her award for Best Screenplay. Jordan Peele got his award for Best Screenplay. Diablo Cody. Diablo Cody. Uh, Spike Lee more recently. So often that's kind of like, for better or for worse, the runner award. Oh, like Promising Young Woman too. Yeah. You're good enough to be a Best Picture. Here's your Best Screenplay. <laughs> So that might get Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach an Oscar. But it's Killers of the Flower Moon in there? That is for... Oh, no, it's Because that's based on a book, isn't it? That is correct. No, yeah. So that is not in any of the writing categories. Really? Yeah. That's, like, again, just because it got... Yeah, because it's like... It would have been adapted. That's a huge book, too. Like, to be able to make a coherent movie... I, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. And so I think I think it might be Oppenheimer. You'll get best picture. Yeah. Barbie. You'll get best screenplay. Yeah. I, I could think see that it. might go out that way. Dang. And then and then Killers of Flower Moon. Maybe it'll be a nice. I hope it gets actress at least. Like I where mean, Killers gets actress. You know, kind of everybody gets maybe. a little something. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be. It's a. It's a good mix this year. And then picture our last one here is so American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon. Maestro Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest. So I think it's Oppenheimer. I think we're going to give it to Oppenheimer. I th- it's, it's a very Academy movie. Yeah. Like, you know, just with the cast, the direction, the story itself, all that. I mean, it really does seem like the one to beat. And so we've screened eight of these movies, and yeah. the other two, American Fiction and Zone of Interest, will be on our screen as soon as we can get them. Yeah. So. So yeah, so that's it's a, a quick run through of the Oscars, and I think it's Jonathan Glazer who did Zone of Interest, who I believe is a writer. Like he's he more does books. I could be totally off base oh, on that one. Oh, maybe yeah. 
No, you know what? I think I might be thinking of Jonathan Franzen. But anyways, the point no, is... No, Jonathan Glazer wrote Zone of Interest, nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. So I think he adapted it from his own Okay, book. okay. So what I said made sense. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a first-time director, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah, Holy I, cow. I, think I might be totally wrong. an Oscar nomination for his first movie. That's probably going to make some other people angry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but he didn't get director, I think. No, he did. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Even though you just said that five minutes ago. But yeah, it's okay. we just mentioned so many movies. So huh? many. So I many. I can't remember all of that. But any of these movies, like, like say if, if Barbie wins, great. If Anatomy of a Fall wins, great. If Holdovers wins, great. Like I said, I haven't seen poor things in American fiction yet, but it's one of those years where there's not one that I'm wholly opposed to. I know it made a lot of money and stuff, but like I didn't like Avatar. So every once in a while there's a movie that, but it's subjective. Somebody out there loved Avatar. Yeah, no, and it's plus, I mean, obviously we love Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo. So it's like, yeah, a lot of good actors. So we'll see. So if you're in town, of course, you can come and watch that on our screen at the Mayfair on, I believe it's Sunday, March 10th. It's an hour earlier this year. So that means pre show at six o'clock and awards from seven till 10 if they stay on schedule yeah and my apologies to jonathan glazer it's like his fifth movie ah, well, I, that's I, good that's good yeah yeah and, he, and i was like oh yeah i've heard of all of his other movies it was like under the skin was him and birth and you know a couple others so i was like oh right i was thinking of jonathan franzen probably but the point is we're having fun so we've of course talked too long but <laughs> it's an interesting week but i don't mind this because if we get this wrong just go look at our website and you can find out what's coming up absolutely we're programming really last minute now, and so usually we would have our program by now, but with the awards and holding over movies and stuff. So the week of February 2nd, we might have Zone of Interest, Poor Things, American Fiction. We're not sure. Not all those, but like one of those. Yeah, it was like, those are all heavy hitters right there. We might hold over Iron Claw or bring back Boy and the Heron. Or hold over Godzilla minus one if they'll let us. Yeah. Technically, this is supposed to be the last week, but mm. Lee said maybe they'll be like, oh, well, one more week, you know? And you haven't seen the black and white one yet, so. No, I'm going tomorrow. Okay. So, but so there's a maybe of another Oscar movie or two with Zone of Interest, Poor Things, or American Fiction, a maybe of some holdovers like Godzilla or Iron Claw or Boy and the Heron. The two we know for sure are the 1983 documentary art house classic. Koyaniskati. Oh, Koyaniskati. Koyaniskati. God. You left one S out, but you had it perfect besides that late S. Koyaniskati. Yes. Yeah, I did it. Yes. Oh my God. This is good. So I remember watching this movie back in my high school days here at the Mayfair yeah. and being proud of myself of being like, oh, that was a weird art house documentary and I really liked it. It's one of those movies, it's like, you know, it's like an adult movie, you know, like a like an arty adult movie where you're like watching it as a kid and you're like, huh, yeah. And it's not even a documentary in the sense that it's not telling a story. No, it's like, it's like an art piece, honestly. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, the Philip Glass score is obviously amazing. Yeah. So. And we're screening that because then coming up, we have the new film from this group of filmmakers called Once Within a Time which looks just like a bonkers art house crazy movie. So always fun to get that. But are we going to play Pow Cats or Pow? Yeah, I can't remember how this is. Uh, not at the moment. <laughs> I can't even say it, so we don't Possibly. deserve to show it, to be honest. And then, sadly, Canadian legend Norman Jewison just passed away. R.I.P. So in February, we're doing a retrospective on his life and career. Including, of course, a Nicolas Cage film. Yep. But look at these four movies. In the Heat of the Night, Moonstruck, The Thomas Crown Affair, and Rollerball. I'm glad you said Rollerball because I was worried we wouldn't get Rollerball. Yeah, so those will be throughout the month. So the week of February 2 in the heat of the night is first. Funny that we're screening this as we just talked about the Oscars. 
because it's one of the most notorious movies in Oscar history because Good News, a movie about racial conflict in America, got an award for Best Picture, Director, Adapted Screenplay, and Lead Actor. It did not get a nomination for lead actor Sidney Poitier. Or even a supporting actor. Like, nothing. You know? The other guy, Rod Steiger, won the award. Who is amazing, but yeah, not but the point. Just that he didn't get nominated yeah. is a staggering, crazy thing. So it was this weird thing of like, oh, wow, this really important movie about this subject got all these awards. But you didn't nominate Sidney Poitier? No, no. And, yeah, and it didn't, uh, they call me Mr. Tibbs. I don't think he got nominated for that one, the sequel. No, I don't think that had the, quite the hit. But let me tell you this, Rod Steiger in American Gothic, really fun B-movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and Evonda Carlo's in there, too. Like, great cast. So if you haven't seen In the Heat of the Night, come see it. It's yeah. a great one to catch on the big screen. Sadly, still a relevant topic. Yeah, very sad. But yeah, oh, Sidney Poitier is so good in it. Yeah, no, he's amazing. So yeah, so we're going to wrap things up now, kind of after quickly talking about those two films that we know we're screening. <laughs> but you can check our website, mayfairtheater.ca, for all the upcoming movies, if you're listening to this in a timely manner. And we will update all the social media stuff. And we'll be back next week with another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Well, Lee told me after Drag Dragon that Nicolas Cage is actually in the movie. And, <laughs> and then when I asked why, he's like, there's a sketch of him in the background in the box office. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> On your feet, boy. I mean now. Got a name, boy? Virgil Tips. Virgil. Where you come from? There ain't no trains this time of morning. I could have had you shot. Skulls caved in, man. Could have been a hitchhike, now. Okay. I got him. Where's my husband? I thought I told you to get the hell out of here. You aren't taking me anywhere. You dig? You gonna get yourself killed. I'm a police officer. Look, they pay you $162.39 a week just to look at bodies. Why can't you look at this one? Why can't you look at it for yourself? I do not want that Negro officer taken off this case. I need a few things. Such as ammonium hydrosulfide, benzidine, superoxide of hydrogen, copper powder, distilled water, calibers some toothpicks. Why won't She's got a hundred dollars to pay for an abortion. They've got a murder on their hands. They don't know what to do with it. In the heat of the night. Seems like a cold sweat creeping across my brow.